And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews, the show on which we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today mm-hmm. we're going to review a film called Date Night. Ah, uh, yes. It sounds like a teenage movie, but it ain't. It stars Steve Carell and Tina Fey as Phil and Claire Foster. They're a nice suburban couple mm-hmm. with a couple of kids. They live in Connecticut, but they decide to kick up their marriage and make it a little more interesting after uh-huh. all these years. They're going to go on a date night to New York. Right. I love some of the scenes that take place between Phil and Claire as they're getting ready to go to bed in a couple of scenes, especially when Tina takes out her retainer, which is one of the more hilarious moments in this film. There are some very funny things early on. Okay. They head off to this very busy and very elegant restaurant in New York, but unfortunately, Phil Foster has not made a reservation. And he realizes that, you know, in a hot place like this in New York City, they're going to have to wait a long time. So they are shunted off to the bar, and the host is calling off people's names who have reservations. He calls off one name, and nobody answers. Mm -hmm. And Phil Foster, the character Steve Carell plays, decides he's going to tell them that's his name, Triple Horn. That's right. Yeah, and take their table. Which is kind of not a very nice thing to do, but what the heck. Except that they are approached by two very tough-looking bad guys, played by Jimmy Simpson and by Common, who insists that they get up from the table and accompany them to the alley Mm -hmm. where they decide they're going to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) All for taking the Triple Horns seats at this Tony restaurant, right? That's right. Well, that's what they think, at least. And, of course, they manage to get away and the... The rest of the film is them worrying about what's going to happen to them. They can't even go home because these guys took their wallets, and they discover that they're involved with a mob in some way. Hilarity ensues, as we say. Well, the hilarity did ensue for me, and I laughed through most of this film. Uh-huh. Well, you know, for some reason or other, this movie, this date, <laughs> didn't quite live up to my expectations. I heard it was going to be hilarious, smart, witty, clever, hip, but I thought it was just okay. And I didn't totally enjoy Tina Fey and Steve Carell. I think all in all, they deserve better. Well, there's an awful lot of other people of interest in this film. Mark Wahlberg plays Holbrook. He is a guy that the Claire character, Tina Fey's character, she's a real estate agent, and she showed him some houses, and he's a private investigator. So they go to him for help, and for some reason during the entire movie, he is shirtless and he has some beautiful woman in his apartment. Well, again, this is the kind of comedy that just drives me nuts. They have Mark Wahlberg there shirtless, as you said, for reasons that only the writers know. Somebody must have said in the room, you know what, let's have Mark Wahlberg do everything in the movie without a t-shirt on or any covering whatsoever. That'll be really funny. And I wanted to say, well, why is that particularly funny? Well, I'll tell you why it's funny. Because Steve Carell is very, very jealous and he feels very, very insipid and inferior when he looks at this terrific-looking yeah. guy Les, with all the you muscles. you don't have to be totally shirtless for six scenes in order to get that point across. A guy can be bulging with muscles. He doesn't have to be nude from the waist up in order to make some guy jealous. It's an arbitrary decision. That's sloppy comedy writing. It doesn't mesh into the plot of the movie. I thought it did. It doesn't. It's totally incorrect. (laughs) Also in the film are the people who are actually the triple horns, except they're not either. And they are played by James Franco and Mila Kunis. 
and they only have one short scene, but boy, they are funny. James Franco is just wonderful in this. His name in the film is Taste, and Mila Kunis is Whippet, and it turns out that Whippet is a stripper slash prostitute. Tiresome, boring. I didn't think it was tiresome at all. It made me laugh. Well, I'm glad it made you laugh. You know, Les, the whole movie reminded me of a very soft and lame version of a wonderful movie that Neil Simon wrote called The Out-of-Towners that starred Jack Lemmon and Sandy Dennis. That was all about a very nice couple from Ohio trying to spend a fun weekend in the Big Apple. And the predicaments they got into were at least real, so that the physical comedy that they had to endure was so much much more believable. This was so full of preposterous situations. I got really tired of watching Phil and Claire climb out onto the hoods of moving cars, escaping from these tight situations, breaking and entering. It all just bored me to pieces. And it was depressing because I was looking at two dorky people running around in their Sunday best clothes thwarting disaster. And it's much funnier when you see high society types, as in the movie Bringing Up Baby, indulging in slapstick situations. This just doesn't work to me on a total level. Yeah, little moments of it were okay. I agree. Okay. Bringing Up Baby, as you know, is my all-time favorite comedy. Of course it's slapstick. Of course I didn't believe any of it. I didn't believe Catherine Hepburn was walking a leopard on a leash. Yes, but the problem with date night is that it can't make up its mind whether it wants to be a drama comedy that has some real situations or whether it wants to go into some kind of a full-out crazy slapstick movie that defies logic. It goes back and forth, and therefore it's not a clean kind of premise. I didn't notice it going back and forth. I thought it was slapstick from I the think beginning. it's very inconsistent all the way through. That's why we disagree and that's why it's fun to do this show. Okay. You don't think the plot line was sloppy? I thought it was. But I do want to say thanks to the really professional work, and I do mean professional, from Steve Carell and Tina Fey, who managed to rescue the drowning material. I thought that the movie deserves a yellow light. So that's what I'm going to give it. Yellow light for me for date night. Okay. I liked it a lot more than you did. We also did not mention, and I don't think he is billed anywhere in this movie, but Ray Liotta plays the mob godfather. Yeah, what else? What else? You know, I mean, come on. Can't somebody think of something a little bit outside the box? Again, so boring, so traditional. It's the same old, same old. It's really tiresome to me. I didn't think so at all. The only problem with this film is the ending was a little bit too pat. But the rest of the time, I knew it was ridiculous. I knew it was slapstick. I knew it was not particularly believable, but it made me laugh anyway. So I am giving Date Night a better light than yours, Anne. I'm giving it a green light. You're entitled. I know. (laughs) So a green light from me and a yellow light from Anne Elder for Date Night. Well, we have other movies to see and other lights to bestow upon them, and we always look forward to doing that. Until that time, I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes we're going to run into you at the movies. Until then, it's Lights Out. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. 
Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically, or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.